0: Locked on Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Locked on, locked on, locked on, locked on, Cowboys.
0: Welcome back to the On Cowboys podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. That's Landon McCool. You can find us on Twitter. You guys know where to find us. It's right there on your screen if you're watching us live on YouTube. Uh, thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Landon, we got a lot of things to get into with the Cowboys, but how are you doing today, sir?
1: Doing well. Uh, excited to do questions as always. It's always fun to do questions when the team's doing well. It's uh, It's when we're in an eight-game losing streak that questions are not fun. But other than that, I love hearing – from our folks, they always have great questions. Let's get to it.
0: My favorite part of doing these questions is I get to surprise you with every single one of these because we don't prep these at all, which is actually better for the show because we get your, your just initial reaction. So, first one, Landon, should the Cowboys bring back Jalen Smith after he was released by the Packers?
1: Wow, just firing fastballs. Uh... The answer is no. I mean,
0: the, re- the you know why they- no.
1: I mean, what what's the role? The problem the problem they had, even with the money beyond the money, is that they didn't have a role for him. You know, so uh, I, he's not going to play special teams. That's exactly gonna-
0: it, right? Yeah. When you lose Jabril Cox, it's not because you're not losing an impact de- defender on defense right now. You're lo- losing a key special teamer. Yeah. Jalen's not going to help you in that area no. at all, right? And you don't want him on the field on defense anyway. So what? Why are you bringing him back?
1: We're bringing, you know, Francis Bernard's answer here. I think, you know, like we've, we've, we've seen Luke some Gifford. positive or the Gifford. Yeah. We've seen positive things from both of those guys. And I think uh, both of them are going to have mostly a special teams role, which is what they're probably good at anyways. Yep. Uh, I would personally like to see Gifford and Bernard, uh, you know, get some opportunities here, which I think they will.
0: Yeah. I'm curious to see how Bernard does on special teams. Cause he's not a great athlete, but yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. Uh, all right. Let's keep moving on to things that actually matter. Uh, let's talk about the offensive line. Tyron Smith dealing with a bone spur. Uh, we heard Mike McCarthy in his press conference today say, uh, it's going to be tough for him to go this week. He's not going to practice on Wednesday. Number one, who do you think should start at left tackle? And number two, if Tyron is back, let's say next week, do you continue to start tear steel at right tackle or what do you
1: do here? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's a big <laughs> jumbled thing right now. Um, I kind of feel like they have to just deal with it week to week, you know, yeah. because um, you know obviously this week you're you're going to look at uh, Inseki, you're going to look at Lale Collins, uh, if, if if you don't think Tyron Smith can go, and really maybe what you do is especially without uh, uh, you know Von Miller playing in this game, maybe you consider sitting him no matter what, you know, it's just giving Ty like. a, a, like. a week another week off. Uh, yeah, look, this is a, a game against Denver. This this game more than any of them. I mean, honestly, like when we were doing these debates last week of whether we should sit Dak or not, uh, this was the game that you really had hoped had been last week because it's a non-conference game against an opponent that you feel like you can beat. Uh, you know, so I think this is actually a great game to sit someone like Ty- Tyron Smith and see if if, if uh, he he wants you know just to get another week to kind of heal that up, or maybe even think about looking at the long term solution there if he needs surgery this is kind of the the run of games that it it feels like you know you really should consider maybe yeah. if you had to sit him long term you've got some depth at the position uh, maybe this is the time to start considering you know do we want to do this to try to get Tyron back in in time for the late run of the playoffs
0: Denver is beat up on defense so we're going to talk about this later in the week when you we get to our preview but obviously Von Miller's gone Bradley Chubb is injured. Their edge rushers right now are Jonathan Cooper, a seventh round pick from Ohio State uh, from this year's draft. Mm -hmm. And then it's Malik Reed, an undrafted free agent from two years ago, um, who is an okay pass rusher, awful run defender. And then that linebacker, it's Kenny Young, who they traded for a week ago, and Baron Browning, who just got on the field for the first time last week. That's their front seven right there, Lanham.
1: It's not great. Yeah. It's not great. I mean, it, it certainly isn't what we're used to with the Denver kind of fearsome Denver pass rush and no. in, in, in these groups. So, uh, yeah, it's this is why you check the names specifically. You don't just assume the team. Yeah, it's it's this is it's, normally during the year you, you would face Von Miller and and uh, and Bradley Uh, Chubb. Bradley Chubb. And it's like a a fearsome fast rush, but now obviously they're down to their third and fourth guys. It's kind of like the Cowboys last year. It's like the Cowboys offensive line is is doesn't last year didn't hold up to the name that you usually face the Cowboys offensive line. Uh, yeah, I think I think this is a good a good game for like you said. If you had to throw throw out your, I mean, look, it's not it's not like you've got the scrubs out there. I mean, you're, you're potentially no, you're talking about Lyle starting Collins. Lyle Collins and, yeah. as your left tackle. So yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think this is uh, the Cowboys will be smart here. They've been smart um, despite you know us you know hitting them about it. I, I think that they'll be smart and make sure that that uh, they start the right guy at left tackle, whether that's secchi or Collins. Yeah. And, and I don't know that that's necessarily like a, uh, a, a slam dunk either way. I, I think Leo Collins, I would assume should be able to slide into left tackle a lot easier than he slid into right tackle because of the familiarity of playing on the left side being and they have all and all to get left- ready for that. Right. That's right. So, I, but let's not just assume that he can do it, you know, at the level a uh, tie and Secchi can with one week of practice. Let's, I mean, I think he can, but I don't think we should automatically assume that that's the case. So I do think, let's see what I, – I think
0: Lyle will help you in the run game, and that's really where absolutely. you're going to have to win this game, right? Because I think yeah. Lyle at left tackle is going to be fine as a run blocker. The Broncos actually have some dudes up front you know, in the middle between like Shelby Harris and Draymond Jones, but their linebackers have been awful this year. So I think you can really run on them. We saw that a couple of weeks ago when they played the Browns on Thursday Night Football. They just gashed them with the Ernest Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Cowboys can have a lot of success there. Um, all right, let's take a, a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about some NFL trade deadline stuff, Landon. Uh We are back and better than ever at Bet Online with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, we've got a lot of questions to get to, but just a couple trade deadline notes. No, the Cowboys didn't trade for anybody. They did not trade anybody away. But it's not like they weren't working the phones a little bit. We did hear from Peter Schrager uh, at the NFL Network that the Cowboys called about Von Miller. Uh, George Patton the GM for the Broncos even confirmed that Dallas is one of the teams that called. Is that surprising to you?
1: No. I mean I, I think you know they had to kick the tires on that situation for sure. Um you know, it would have been disappointing if they didn't at least see what the price was. Um I personally think that for the Cowboys uh the price is a little bit high. Uh exactly. you know, I I I think I think Von Miller's a great player, but you're renting him for half a season and you're giving up to top 100 picks for it. If I'm not mistaken, right. It was can, the second and third.
0: Can I also say the Cowboys are not in the same situation. The Rams are.
1: Yeah. I know absolutely. a lot of
0: people think that this is, this is the last year of the Cowboys window and they need to make a run right now. I don't really see it like that at all. And I know people are worried about their cap situation coming up, but, they're not really going to lose a lot in free agency. They're going to I think they're going to retain Randy Gregory. Yeah, they might lose Dalton Schultz and they might lose maybe. Connor Williams. And they might. Be, yeah. Maybe. I just I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think they're going to be okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting. I was uh on a one of the lockdown now programs and and we had uh Isaiah Stanback on and and you know, that was one of the questions was does you no, know, is this a one and done year for the Cowboys? And he seemed to think it was. I, I kind of disagree. I, I think that you know, there's obviously some decisions they need to make. But the core of this team is signed, uh, and 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 this kind of goes back to why trading for Von Miller doesn't make sense. Because you know, if you want to continue to, fo- you know, foster this environment where you have these young, cheap players that you can yeah. fit under your cap with the, with these some of the, the top end players that you've got you've got to hit on these draft picks and you can't just be giving them away for half season rentals uh, for guys, you know, Von Miller is a good player, but I mean, player. honestly, yeah. you get DeMarcus Lawrence back, you get uh, Randy Gregory back. And and I mean, Randy Gregory's playing the way he is. Yeah. It's like, you know, there's, there, it's not that there's a limit of pass rushers, but I, I feel like are you getting this, you know, the, the, the juice, but is the juice person squeeze there. You know, the I, I, Melvin Ingram made more sense to me. Because, I agree. That's the one, one know, I wish they would have made. The known. cost, yes. right? Yeah, yes. exactly. The, the The difference is that you're getting, you know, only half a season of Von Miller, and you're giving up two premium picks next year. That that's that's what the Rams do, and they, if they that's their that's their structure. They have like to have a kind of a top heavy type of team, uh, especially on defense. Uh, but the Cowboys uh, found another way to have success that doesn't necessarily require you having just two or three elite players they're trying to build a, you know a, a depth of players and and that you do that by you know having good drafts.
0: Well, all right. So I also think a couple of different things. Just really quickly. One of the reasons why this is not a one and done year for the Cowboys is the last time I checked Dak Prescott was 28 years old and is on a four-year deal with the Cowboys. Yeah. You're going to be competitive with Dak. The other reason why this deal doesn't necessarily make sense for Dallas compared to the Rams is The Rams have just been an awful drafting team on day two. Let me just read you some of the guys they've drafted in in the second and third rounds over the last couple of years. Tutu Atwell, Ernest Jones, Cam Akers, uh, Van Jefferson, Terrell Lewis, uh, Darrell Henderson, David Long, Bobby Evans, Joseph Noteboom, Brian Allen, and Gerald Everett. That's bad. Like they're just not not good.
1: Not no, a great no. list.
0: We're going to get to a Cowboys thing in a second about some of their second and third round picks. And you'll see why the Cowboys, I think, are a little bit more hesitant to give up uh, those premium assets. But uh, I, I I agree with you. I think that Melvin Ingram is the move the Cowboys should have made. They didn't. They felt comfortable with the guys they had. Uh, I get it. Uh, one other quick thing from the trade deadline. The Cowboys actually had a team call them uh, about one of their tight ends. Mm. I don't know if this is out there or not, but I'll just go ahead and say <laughs> it. One of their um, tight ends. <laughs> One of the tight ends that's really it could be a good weapon in the passing game, not so much as a blocker. Uh, a team with an unvaccinated quarterback wanted to trade for this guy, and the Cowboys said no. So there you go. Uh, I, I, okay, I
1: thought I, I thought you were joking at first because I also heard that they were ca- call people called by Connor McGovern, and I thought you were just calling. No, no, no. Well, that, that's a, no, I'm saying
0: an actual tight end.
1: Green yeah, Bay was yeah. looking
0: for a tight end after Robert Tunyon uh, tore his ACL. Um, they wanted to get Blake Jarwin for a day three pick Dale said, no, thanks. We're good. We don't want to give you a player that will help you. So
1: yeah, that was the extent of the trade deadline for Dallas. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so I've, I've lost where this question was at, but somebody wanted us to, to regrade the 2018 draft, uh, after seven games this season. And that sounded like a good idea because I think when you think of the 2018 draft, you think of Leighton Van Rush and where he's at right now. And it's a, I don't know, do you want to call him an average linebacker?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, kind of where he is now, he's probably average, maybe a little bit above that, but not much.
0: Now, it's a little frustrating considering some of the guys that went after him, you know, DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley.
1: Whatever. Okay, let's just <laughs> let's hated, just say that you a, hated, you hated Calvin Ridley. Don't don't pretend like you. Are I like to DJ go back Moore. That. That's the thing. I like okay, that's DJ fair. Moore. Right? That's fair. You okay. were a DJ Moore fan. All right,
0: right. Uh, which is fine. So let's even just give him a C minus for that pick. Yeah. This is where it gets really interesting. The rest of this draft, and the more that we get you know further away from this draft, the better it actually looks. So Connor McGovern, or sorry, Connor Williams was your second round pick. He started forty seven games in the NFL for the Cowboys. Your third round pick is Michael Gallup. We don't need to talk, touch on Michael Gallup too much. We know what he can do. Your fourth great. round picks, Dorrance Armstrong, who I, I think was their second best defensive end on Sunday night. I thought he came back and looked good. I, yeah. I thought he was – he actually looks I, like the player that we were hoping for him to be.
1: I, I think we're going to – like this conversation almost should be shelved for later in the season because I do think this is where Dorrance Armstrong really starts yes. to make a move, right? Yes, yeah,
0: I agree. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, Dalton um, Schultz, fourth round pick, last pick of the fourth round. Not a bad fourth good,
1: round pick, pretty, right? Pretty good fourth round pick, absolutely.
0: Uh, fifth round pick was Mike White, the best quarterback in Jets history. <laughs>
1: right? Yeah,
0: I mean. Uh, sixth round pick is Chris Covington. Next sixth round pick, Cedric Wilson. The... To get a guy that can come in and play multiple roles and can help you out on special teams, to get that guy in the sixth round, uh, not too bad, right?
1: Yeah. And I I think that's a great example, right? Like, uh, you know, as one of the things that was mentioned yesterday as to why, uh, you know, the Cowboys can't potentially keep this up is because they're going to lose a guy like Cedric Wilson. They got Cedric Wilson in the sixth round. You know, it's like they it's it's when you're and this kind of this this list really shows you exactly the kind of value that the Cowboys are able to get. Uh, you know, later in the rounds with, with, with their, with their, with their team and, and how, with yep. how they're drafting. I mean, geez, Dalton Schultz in the bottom of the fourth round, um, Mike White. I mean, say what you will, man, was it just one game, but I mean, he looked fantastic. Yeah. And... I mean,
0: I think that game at least bottom, what, two more years as a backup in the NFL.
1: Probably. Right? Yeah, exactly. So you, you've yeah.
0: identified a backup quarterback in the NFL in the fifth round. Fantastic. And then Schultz is going to get paid. You're going to get a comp pick back from him. You got four good years of service at the very least cedric wilson might get paid williams has been a i think a, a good guard at you know for the last couple of years so outside of the first round pick not being an absolute hit pretty good little draft from the cowboys um also donovan alumba trevarius ward your undrafted free agent that's he right found two you know cornerbacks in the nfl so i listen kudos to the cowboys i did not like that draft at the time i thought they did pretty well <clears throat>
1: You look. Look, I think you can say a lot of things about, uh, you know, about uh, about their ability to, to draft some of the picks that they've made. The okay. Cowboys are, without a doubt, one of the top five teams in identifying talent. You know, I, I just yes. think that the, as far as identifying what they want and identifying talented players, the Cowboys are very, very good at it.
0: All right, let's take one more break so we can tell you guys about get Upside. Our listeners are making up to $0.25 cents for every single gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app at the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside, promo code TOUCHDOWN also want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. It's hard to even explain it. Real chocolate, amazing flavors. It's just a great combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar with no crazy additives. Best of all, they taste fantastic. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next box at BiltBar.com. All right, Landon, a couple questions about Bradley and I. The Cowboys released him on Tuesday. Uh, shout out to our guy John Oding, who is in mourning right now.
1: That's How right. much That's do you
0: think the offside penalty had to do with his release? Uh,
1: again, I cannot, I cannot uh, uh, express enough uh, sadness for our guy John Oding, uh, who just was a nice guy for sure, guy. yeah. Uh, yep. You know, I think they want him back. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like they're trying to get him back on the practice squad. I think it actually had more to do with roster moves than the offsides, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, I, I actually don't think that this is the last we've seen of a Nye in a Cowboys uh, uniform, to be honest.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he gets claimed, though. Some of I wouldn't his either. Category, no. Playing some snaps this year, I wouldn't be surprised if he's got he, And
1: if he, he is, it's fine. He's a one-trick pony to a large degree, but that one trick is extremely valuable and yep. extremely wanted in the NFL. And so I wouldn't at all be surprised if he got claimed. But I, uh, I also don't think that necessarily – uh, you know, if he doesn't get claimed by somebody else, then that, that he doesn't end up on the Cowboys practice squad. I think he, right. that he will be back like I agree. Um,
0: all right, this next question is from Chandler. What is your take on J. Ron Kearse having the green dot now? And I don't know if you saw the story, but I believe it was Ryan Clark who said this on ESPN that the Cowboys actually switched that role over to J. Ron Kearse this week. If you are unfamiliar with what the green dot means, it's the the one player on defense that is getting the calls in from the sideline or from the the booth and making the defensive calls, and the Cowboys gave that assignment to Curse. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Honestly, the thing that like that sticks out to me the most is is more that they gave it to a safety. You know, I mean, he's a nickel linebacker, but the, that to me seems to be the most significant thing, as opposed to it being cursed specifically, right? Uh, I I think it's interesting. I think it's. It, 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 I I wonder if it wasn't. You know, based in that one game, if this is something that's going to happen moving forward, um, but I, I think that you know, I also think that that that's a, kind of an overblown thing. You know, it's it's. I think it, it's a little it, overblown. Spot, yeah, right. it's it's a lot of just relaying the the calls. They all know what the play call is. You know, and they it's not like that. Curse is the only person who can make adjustments or you know make sure people are lined up if they see something wrong. It's just that he's the guy that they probably felt like. Was going to be on the field the most consistently, right? And and that's and that's why that that they gave it him that because you know the Parsons they were using as a pass rusher, so that means that he wasn't playing every linebacker snap, uh, and he was you know kind of rotating. Right. So uh, I, I, think I think it's, it's just, just I think it's a logistics thing. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's also
0: you. to take some off the plate of Parsons, right? Yeah, sure. He's doing it's just so one of much right about. now. Right, so just. That what is it? probably 10 seconds of not having to listen and think about the play call and repeating it. How much is, difference does it make? I don't know, but it's just something he doesn't have to worry about right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just one last
0: thing. I think that's just about it. Uh, next question from Travis. Should we run the Cedric Wilson pass play more? New England does it like once a game. Why shouldn't we? I don't know, Travis. I think you're right. I think they, I'm not saying once a game, but I think that's something the Cowboys should definitely not, just throw away and say, Hey, we're
1: not using it again. I think you could do this once every couple weeks. I really do. I mean, are, are we not already? Like, and that's, I mean, how many times have we run this play in seven weeks? Like four, five. I'm going to look it up. I mean, I mean, I know that, I know that Cedric Wilson right now is I think four for four, right? So that means that for four weeks, four out of the seven weeks, we've run this play. That's pretty often, I would say. You know, once every two two games, you're running a... So, all right, so he's got
0: two completions this season. I, I think they've I thought, run it a couple of times where he's run the ball with it,
1: right? Maybe, okay. I feel like they've run it a lot. Like, I feel like you see... Him. I mean,
0: he is averaging 28.5 yards per attempt. I don't want to say that's really good and that's unsustainable, but it's probably a little unsustainable.
1: <laughs> that's like that's even more unsustainable than Carson Wentz's third down conversion rate to the get the Super Bowl. Uh, uh which is saying it'll something. Never, so. it'll never uh, ever yeah.
0: get old. So uh, yeah. um I would I would use it at least once a month. Why not? It across the NFL, it's like one of the most successful plays.
1: They need they need uh uh you know, some sort of constraint on it, right? They need some kind of a, a, an offshoot of that play to to take advantage of teams that are going to be looking for it because yeah. that's going to start happening too.
0: You know, either a backside throw. So it's having, when, when Wilson catches it, instead of throwing it across the field or rolling to his right, yeah, or something a backside like that, throw right? to Ezekiel Elliott or something like that, right? Um, yeah. All right, next one from Ethan. Was last week's performance against the Vikings the best defensive performance by the Cowboys since two thousand eighteen?
1: I think it was the most encouraging one since two thousand eighteen, probably because simply because you know I, I think we've seen the defense play better, uh, but you know I, there's such a high variance that's going on. It, it's like the, the defense has had to maintain a level of. Uh, of, uh, of 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 turnovers in order to be good, you, you know, and and this was a game where they didn't have to turn the ball over to get off yep. the field, yeah. Uh, and I think that's that's itself is very very encouraging. So in that sense, uh, I don't think that the 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 questioner is wrong. I think you know it's it, it you look for when you're trying to look for consistency with your defense. Obviously, you, you can't necessarily hope to keep up a multiple turnovers per game pace like that's just not realistic so once that pace starts to you know once you start to see regression there can the defense itself stop teams by getting them off the field by you know performing in ways that are not just taking the ball away Uh, and that's I mean obviously you look at the results I think they were one for 13 on third downs and and that that's going to be something that you hope that the Cowboys can replicate in future games that they can't necessarily turn the ball over.
0: The last game that I thought that was like that, where they didn't force a bunch of turnovers and they held down, I think a pretty good offense was the Saints back in 2018, right? And I'm sure that's what Ethan was referring to, as that game on Thursday night. So, yeah, I I do, because of all the things you mentioned, they didn't get turnovers and they still forced the Vikings to only score 17 points at home. Pretty pretty impressive. Um, I think that's just about it for questions.
1: A couple of people want to know about Michael Gallup coming back. Yeah, go ahead. Can I add on to that? The other thing that was really impressive specifically schematically is that the Cowboys defense has particularly had hard times with those kind of offenses. Yes. So it, it was a offense. bad yep. it was a very bad style match for the Cowboys defense and for them to do what they did versus that style of offense is is very encouraging. So that that's just all I wanted to add in. Yeah. Uh,
0: a couple of people just want to know do you play Michael Gallup this week or do you give him one more week to rest up?
1: This is why I'm not a trainer, man. Uh I you know, obviously I think you've gotten you've gone pretty far, you know, with, with with what you've got at this point. Uh I think I think you may want to consider playing Gallup though. Gallup that this is here's the difference to me. Uh the 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 Broncos have gotten have lost, you know, some of their pass rushers, you know, that obviously makes you feel that way. And some runners. of their corners. They've, they have they've lost,
0: lost Bryce Callahan. Their slot corner is on IR, got put on there this week. They traded away Kerry Vincent yesterday to the Eagles. Uh, Kyle Fuller has actually been benched for them. So, like, they've, they've lost, like, three decent corners in the last two weeks.
1: Yeah, and actually, I was – Make, gonna make the now that I, I didn't know that Bryce Callahan got hurt. Um, yeah, he got hurt so,
0: late in the game against Washington. Yeah.
1: Well, okay, then that changes my answer a little bit because I was gonna say it feels like you may need with this kind of a line, this you know trio of, of corners, you may need to put out Gallup out there to make sure that you're kind of maintaining a level of sure. uh, air superiority that can you know help can ensure the game. Without Callahan, you know, maybe it is best to just give them another week, uh, and just kind of—I mean, look, <laughs> you're winning games without your quarterback at this point. Take advantage of it. Get all these guys healthy and ready to go, and and ready for the the, the last season push. The Cowboys are just in an incredibly great situation right now with their schedule and and Uh, they just need to take advantage of it. You know,
0: one of the reasons why I think I would play Gallup this week is you are at home on a good surface. You know, I think that'll help. Also, I think it would be nice not to have to play Amari as many snaps as he's playing. It's Mm. pretty clear. Amari is really beat up. So, I, we really like Wilson, but I don't know if I like Wilson one-on-one with Patrick Sertan. I'd rather and, have that be a Michael Gallup matchup.
1: And maybe, maybe that's what you do, as opposed to it being Gallup giving an extra week. Maybe you sit Cooper down because, uh, look, I mean, even beyond Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown has had a pretty decent year as well. So maybe you start Gallup. You get start getting him him some reps. I mean, obviously, it will be a heavy C.D. Lamb game, uh, and then you you you. Uh, you you kind of mix in Gallup a little bit and then Cedric and Noah Brown can take a a percentage of those snaps that suddenly becomes a very big mismatch depending on where they're going with those corners. But I do think again, that this is going to be a game where they're going to run the football a lot. I feel, Uh, you know, so, so so I think Uh, you could probably afford to, to, you know, sit one of those wide receivers if you need to, for health reasons.
0: I just want to say this about Noah Brown. He is like most unlucky receiver in football right now because Uh, he he's got seven receptions on the season he has four catches this year of 20 or more yards that have got called back due to a penalty an offensive holding or an illegal formation so shout out to noah brown i i can i feel bad for you you just you're a much better player than what your stats indicate that's all
1: cedric's getting all all the love right now because i know it's unfortunate because two are
0: not that different from each
1: other right noah brown's been playing pretty good football too yeah yeah uh good luck telling
0: amari to sit though as we saw on sunday he's rubbing his hamstring with one of the balls that you know they have one of the, like sl- those massage balls um, and then he goes out and catches the game when
1: he touched so oh well tennis uh, balls that, on the hamstring man that's they're undefeated it really that's really you remember it.
0: that little the meme with the Giants trainer who has been with the team since like 1930 or whatever that's like the same treatment they've been using back then right the Mari just mm. rolls it out and goes back on the field makes a play uh, but, All right so that is it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in. Tomorrow we'll have a crossover show for you. Stay tuned for that. Check out Locked On Broncos with Cody. You guys will really enjoy that show. Uh, he's been in a dark, dark place the last couple of weeks. So if, <laughs> you, if you want to see a depressed fan base, go check them out. Uh, we'll be back on Friday for our preview, so make sure you're tuning in. Download wherever you get your podcast. Check us out on YouTube. He's Lane and I'm Marcus. We'll see you guys next time.